chair because of his 14 years in uh, a uh, Romanian prison. Three of that was 30 meters down, uh, absolute uh, solitary confinement. So uh, we've been blessed by Richard and Sabina's ministry. We've been blessed by Brother Andrew being here, open doors, his famous uh, proclamation, praying that the seeing eyes will be closed, that Bibles can be moved on into Eastern Europe. Uh, so we have uh, a great history. Uh, it's in our DNA. We've had TCF missionaries in Afghanistan, China, Vietnam, Pakistan, India, Iraq, Egypt, Burkina Faso, Tajikistan, Nepal, Mexico, Kazakhstan, Mozambique, and Kenya. So uh, just an amazing uh, track record, and uh, we uh, embrace this day uh, with great joy Let's go now to our first video. A never-ending wilderness, barren and desolate. But even here, if you look closely, there's life to be found. These are yucca brevifolia, better known as a Joshua tree. This single tree could be hundreds, even thousands of years old. And that's because what you see is only part of the story. Underground, there's a massive network of roots going down to water, pulling that water out of the ground and storing it in the tree, keeping the tree alive, resilient to the desert wasteland. In the world today, one in eight Christians are discriminated against, oppressed, even attacked, just because they follow Jesus. They are desperate voices crying out in a dry land. When I became a Christian, my beliefs turned against me. I no longer belong. In China, the government installed facial recognition cameras in our sanctuary. That camera can gather the private data of our church members. They will intimidate them, they will prevent them from going to church. We know from this year's World Watch List that 340 million Christians live in places around the world where they are discriminated against or persecuted because of their faith in Jesus. That number is hard to imagine, hard to get your mind around. But we know that God is faithful. In the book of Isaiah, God tells his people, I will make new ways in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. In midst of persecution, churches are growing more. Through the persecution, God is making the church grow. We are so united together like never before. We have a revival in our church, even in the severe persecution. God has sent a river into the wilderness, and his people are resilient. Like the Joshua tree, they're living boldly in the desert, and they depend upon the church, the roots of his family, for water and support. They are so encouraged by Christians from America. Pray for them, really care for them. It's like a body of Christ. When you read the 2021 World Watch List and let it touch your heart, 
when you commit to pray for your brothers and sisters who are persecuted around the world for their faith, you're helping God make rivers in the desert and helping his children to stand strong for him. The prayer is the core. When you don't know anything, just pray. When you don't understand anything, pray. You will understand. Open Doors has been called into this work to strengthen God's people in the desert and to help them overcome the odds. Will you join us? Denise, would you come to pray for us right now and for the church, especially representing your region of the world where you're working? I'd like to read some verses out of um, 2 Timothy 3. And Paul says to Timothy, he says, Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. It's not um, maybe, but will be. But evil men and impostors will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. You, however, continue in the things that you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from a childhood, you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. And for my prayer time, I'm going to be using some scriptures. I will be using um, Psalm 143 first chapter of Colossians, and then the end of the book of Jude. And so for me, um, as I'm praying, I'm, I will not only be thinking about our region and praying for specific people that I have in my heart and in my mind, but I'm also going to be praying for ourselves because I believe that um, the American church, we, we will be facing persecution. There already is discrimination. And um, we're going to need each other. And so, as my husband shared, when we see other people standing firm, then it gives us courage. It gives us strength to know that we are not alone. So um, the prayer is, is really um, for us as well as those who are um, facing active persecution now. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I ask that you would answer the body of Christ who is suffering. Lord, they tell you that their spirit fails, and they ask that you would not hide your face from them. Lord, sometimes you seem so far away, but help them to know that you are near. I pray for persecuted brothers and sisters, that they would hear your loving kindness in the morning. Father, I pray that we would put our faith and trust in you. Lord, that you would teach them, that you would teach us in the way which we should walk. Lord, help us to lift our soul to you 
and delivered them and deliver us, O Lord, from our enemies. And Lord, our enemies are great and they want us to stumble. They want us to fall. They want to to um, cast us down. But Lord, I thank you that we can take refuge in you. And I pray that the body of Christ who is suffering today would take refuge in, in you and they would find your deliverance. Father, we ask that the body of believers who are suffering and us, that we would be filled with the knowledge of your will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Lord, I ask that you would help men and women and families and children to know, Lord, whether they should run, whether they should hide, or whether they should stand. I ask, Lord, that you would fill them with your peace, that you would give them the confidence that they need to be obedient to your spirit's voice, which they hear. Father, I pray that you would help them and us to walk in a manner worthy of you, Lord, for our desire is to please you in all respects, that, Lord, that they would be able to bear fruit in good works and that they would increase in your knowledge, Lord. I pray that you would help them to know what the good works are in such difficult and difficult places, Lord. Help them to know how to extend a hand um, to someone that they are uncertain of. Help them to, to smile. Help them to take risk for you, Lord. And I pray that you would bless them as they purpose to, to do good works in such small ways and in such large ways. Father, I ask that you would strengthen them by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you would strengthen them through your word, that you would strengthen them through your might, and, Lord, that they would be steadfast, patient, full of joy, and in the midst of difficulties, Lord, that they would be able to give thanks to you, knowing, Lord, that you have qualified them to share in your inheritance along with the saints. So, Lord, I pray that you would, um, yes, just be with our persecuted brothers and sisters, that they would, in the difficult places, say thank you, that they would look around and see your good hand to them. And, Father, I thank you that you are able um, to keep us from stumbling. And I pray for all of us that you would keep us from stumbling, that you would make us stand in your presence, that we would be blameless and full of joy, that, Lord, there would be no regret, no wishing that we had done things differently, but, Lord, that by faith we have done what you've called us to do. I pray that your body would be fearless, that we would um, pray and then get up and do battle as you've called us to do so that we can stand before you and hear the words, good and faithful servant, well done, that we would um, have joy as we stand before you. Father, we thank you, God, that you are our Savior and that salvation has come through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we pray that all glory, majesty, dominion, and authority goes and belongs to you 
before all time, and now and forevermore. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Denise. I'm picking up a theme from both Ray and Denise about they've chosen not to fear, but to walk in faith. Brother Wormbrandt, uh, when he went into prison, uh, he went in on the 29th day of February, and he said there are 366 mentions of do not fear. And so as he was going into prison on leap year, he knew there's nothing to be afraid of because the Lord was with him. What an extraordinary circumstance. Let's go ahead into the next video now. And uh, after that, Caleb Clutter will come to pray. I'm here in Egypt, home of the Great Pyramids right behind me, the Nile River, beautiful bazaars and markets. It is beautiful. Throughout scripture, Egypt has always been a place of both danger and refuge for God's people. Looking back in the Bible, remember Joseph found favor with God while he was still in prison on his way to becoming a leader of Egypt. We know Moses followed God. He led the people of Israel out of slavery. And then Mary and Joseph fled to Egypt with Jesus to escape the decrees of a murderous king. Today, God is still strengthening his people in Egypt, even as it ranks number 16 on the world watch list of most dangerous countries in the world for Christians. Today, believers here face the looming threats of Islamic extremism. They also face daily discrimination for their faith, whether it's in their communities, in their jobs, in their schools, and sometimes even in their homes. لا ده بيخش جوه البيوت بيستهدفوا الرجال اللي موجودة جوه البيت في اثنين الأب وابنه اتحرقوا يعني والله فيهم هم صحيين We live in a culture that does not accept our faith because they don't know, they don't understand So because of that mixed up mindset because of that distorted image of Christian faith uh, many Muslims they, they look to Christians as infidels لإن لمشت الله بإيدي آه ربنا موجود في البيت يعني فبالعكس مش عارفة تتجلهم وزي دي التجربة اللي ما بتضعفش بتقوي But even in the face of this extreme persecution they have a powerful source of God's strength and that's your prayers Throughout scripture God has delivered his people through what seems almost impossible odds When you pray for your persecuted family both here in Egypt and around the world you remind them that God still does that today. He's still our deliverer. What I share that Christians around the world are praying for the Christians in Egypt, it's a refreshing news. There is a wider family of God that is checking on us, supporting us, praying for us. We do not stand alone. I want to encourage you and challenge you to make the persecuted church part of your everyday prayer life. 
I think it will deepen your faith. It will encourage you in ways you never dreamed of, all the while strengthening your persecuted brothers and sisters in their faith. Because we are one church and one family. What beautiful words we sang this morning. Together in joy, together in tears we stand. I think that beautifully encapsulates um, the purpose of this Sunday. And as Ray said, there is just the church. And that kind of shows the need for all of us to be together and stand with those who are persecuted. As we pray today for um, Afghanistan and Central Asia, um, just be in mind of that togetherness as we leave from here and the togetherness that these people need. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for our our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan and and Central Asia, Lord, that um, they're living out their faith in in scenarios that we couldn't even dream of. Lord, and as these people uh, not only face persecution from their government, they, they face persecution from their own families, Lord. And as the enemy seeks to isolate and destroy, Lord, I pray that you would give them uh, just the sense that, that your army, the church, is behind them, Lord. As, as they live out their life and they live in, in just the fear of, of being uh, captured and the fear of being attacked for their faith, Lord. Uh, I, I pray for just the small amount of, of believers in Afghanistan, Lord, that as they've had to resort to hiding uh, from the Taliban, Lord, that you would uh, just make seeing eyes blind, Lord, and those who seek out to destroy them and hurt them, Lord, that they would just be unable to find them, Lord, and that the Christian community could come together um, in, in ways that don't seem possible, Lord, that you could just bring a hedge of protection from, the, from those who seek to kill. Um, Lord, and as you say in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, do not be afraid or terrified, for the Lord your God is with you. And he will never leave you or forsake you, Lord, that those who do feel alone, Lord, that they could just look to you in these trying times, Lord, that they... Understand that that there is no loneliness when they have you, Lord, that you are the great power um, of this world and that there's not one situation or or one outcome that you have not foreseen and that you are not in control of, Lord. And as Joel stated earlier, Lord, uh, we pray for for those who are doing the persecuting, that they would have those uh, Saul to Paul conversions, that their hearts would be open and accepting to the word, that you would give them your, your word in miraculous ways, Lord, that those even who are being persecuted would find ways to communicate with, with those who are persecuting um, in ways that will glorify you and will bring, them, bring you into their lives, Lord. And as you say in Matthew, uh, you have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I tell you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, Lord. And Lord, as we pray uh, for those um, who have uh, fled from Afghanistan here to the States, Lord, that um, I thank you so much for for giving them your guidance, Lord, that you have uh, directed them here 
Um, and I pray for those refugees here in Tulsa and um, all over the states, Lord, that the churches here would just uh, have open arms and just welcome them into the fold and be able to bless them in ways that they would never have imagined. Um, and Lord, um, I just pray for, for the hunger and disease, Lord, that as, as winter is coming, Lord, that you would just um, help Afghanistan and all of Central Asia, Lord, that um, you would guide them through this winter, guide them through um, the, these trying months, Lord, that you would bless them with prosperity uh, and food, Lord. And, and as um, the vaccines are rolled out and, and help for this um, disease, Lord, is, is being spread throughout all of uh, Central Asia, that you would just give your guiding hand to, to those in leadership, Lord, that you would be able to protect everyone in these countries, Lord. And we pray all these things in your son's name. Amen. Thank you so much, Caleb. I want to mention at this moment that there's a great opportunity for all of us to see a very special full-length film in Tulsa and Broken Arrow Theaters Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday called Sabina. It's the story of Sabina Wormbrand. And if you would like to uh, pre-purchase tickets, you can contact Bill, and he will send you the link on that. And so having said that, let's go to one more video, and it actually is a short on the film, Sabina, and uh, we want to uh, then finish with prayer after that. Uh, Dory Shupak will be leading that prayer. forces invaded Richard and Sabina Wormbrand's home country, Romania. There were no safe spaces for Jews. And though Christian, Richard and Sabina were ethnic Jews. for I am with you. Genesis 26. Do not be afraid of them. Joshua 8. I am. I'm kind of afraid. Perhaps you should get out if you still can. 
Run away? If we stay, I'll follow the others into prison. It will be the end of our life together. save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. We believe this or we don't. Richard and Sabina, like many Christians during World War II, had a choice. Lay low and hope the worst passed them by, or get involved and be the hands and feet of Christ all at great personal risk. I think we have to stay. We have a job to do. They are coming, then they are coming. Let's not think of them as enemies to be feared, but rather as a mission. Like Sabina and Richard Wormbrand, today's persecuted Christians, living in hostile areas and restricted nations, are bold witnesses for Christ. Choosing to give up their comfort and safety in this world, in order to find a life that counts for eternity. The first request from our persecuted Christian brothers and sisters is, will you pray for me? As we pray for them to endure opposition in order to advance the gospel, may we be inspired by their example to pay any price necessary in obedience to Christ. It's been really great to be reminded of all these uh, verses to encourage us, especially what Ray shared, uh, that uh, we don't look at the things that are uh, temporal, but the things that are eternal, because things, I'm sorry, the things that are seen, we look at the things that are unseen, because things that are seen are temporal, things that are unseen are eternal, and that's been a really big encouraging verse for me this year. Another one I haven't heard yet this morning is that uh, Jesus said we should be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. Amen. Uh, we're going to focus our prayers on Africa and persecuted brothers and sisters there, which, like some of the other places we've been hearing, is largely a struggle between um, Christians and Muslims. And uh, most of you will know that if you're from a Muslim family, if you become a Christian, you can be kicked out of your family. You can lose your job, you can be kicked out of the village, and in many places you can be beaten, imprisoned, and uh, your life can be taken from you. 
So uh, this is especially true in the northern part of Africa, in the Arab countries, from Egypt and Libya over to uh, Morocco, Tunisia, Mauritania, uh, also Mali and Niger. Uh, we can pray for Nigeria, where Boko Haram has been killing and persecuting Christians for years. Uh, there's a pastor in northern Nigeria where uh, a church where Pastor Silas Ali was killed along with 10 members of his church. And according to Open Doors, Nigeria accounts for about 90% of all the Christians killed for their faith in the world. So join with me in prayer. Father, we thank you for your uh, power and your glory. We thank you for your promise that if we are faithful unto death, you will give us the crown of life. We thank you for all your goodness to us. We thank you for all the stories we've heard of brothers and sisters who have uh, persevered to the end. We pray for the members of uh, this church of Pastor Silas Ali in Nigeria, who was uh, killed for his faith, and others in the church. We pray that the Christian community there would be able to stand and grow and uh, persevere in the faith. We do pray for all of the Muslim background believers in Africa. We pray for uh, them to have your peace. We pray that your presence would be with them. Uh, we just pray for them to be have a victorious walk with you. We pray for any who may be imprisoned, that you would uh, sustain them and encourage them. Uh, we pray for any who have uh, uh, yielded to temptation, who have folded under pressure, under tremendous pressure. Lord, we pray that... Uh, you would enable them to repent and, and to return to you and to continue in you. Lord, we know that it's the most natural thing to do to yield when we are threatened with uh, persecution and death. We pray that the Muslim background believers in Africa would be able to uh, persevere and, and uh, not, uh, not deny you and not stray from your way. And we pray for the advance of the gospel in Africa and the Muslim regions. We pray that you would give dreams and visions to the people, that they would um, uh, see you and, and understand the gospel. We pray for all the efforts to reach uh, the lost through, <clears throat> through the Internet, through television, through literature, and by personal witness. We pray there would be much fruit. Uh, we pray for the many who already know the truth and are beginning to suspect in, in their hearts that Jesus is the Messiah and the Son of God. We pray that uh, they would be able to uh, have what it takes to, to believe in you and, and to confess you so that your kingdom could be established in these difficult places. Again, we thank you for all your goodness to us. We thank you for these examples, which, as has been said, uh, give us hope and give us strength for all of the uh, temptations and trials we have in our lives that we would be faithful to. We thank you for all your goodness to us. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you, Dory. I want to remind you of our persecuted church bulletin board. I want to thank uh, Gordon and Sue for continuing to keep that updated. Materials from both Open Doors and most of the moderators are up there and updated on a regular basis. And I think one of the thoughts I've had this morning is the Lord is reminding us in a very powerful way not to pray for the persecuted church occasionally, but regularly, because truly they are our brothers and sisters. We are a part of them. They are a part of us. If you want to get updates from Open Doors, you can text to pray uh, on the screen and get the information on that. That's another way to be updated. Let me just share one final thought, and then we'll close in prayer. I was in uh, Saudi Arabia with Terry Law a couple of years ago, and uh, in Riyadh, the capital, a very modern city. The interstates are all done by American contractors. Incredible wealth. Uh, and much of the uh, believing community are from India and other parts of uh, Asia, but there are definitely Saudi believers as well. And uh, the thing that really struck me about that trip was we, uh, Terry had a chance to preach in many of the Indian uh, services, powerful times of worship and prayer. But in between meetings, uh, some of the organizers were begging us to come to their homes. And uh, we thought that, you know, they wanted to give us cake and ice cream and a, a great, great time. They immediately said, would you just spend time praying for us? We have no insurance. We have no guarantee of tomorrow. One businessman had built out a tremendous business. In a day it was taken from him, he had no recourse. He said, all we have are the prayers of the saints. And would you pray for us today? And they were so encouraged that we did. And so let's let's be reminded in a, in a wonderful way, even by that bulletin board, that our prayers do make a difference. Paul talked about in 2 Corinthians that it was because of the help of the prayers of the saints that they escaped a sentence of death. And so we will continue as the Lord reminds us and helps us to pray for our brothers and sisters and for those who work in those regions. And we're thrilled again that Ray and Denise are here these flags represent the persecuted nations where we have had our missionaries or currently have them. Uh, another, I think, wonderful thing to rejoice about, that God has given us that great privilege to walk in those places, to pray with our brothers and sisters, to encourage them. And so let me just briefly pray this prayer from Numbers, not only for all of us, but for the 340 million and for the entire church. And uh, let's be reminded that these are not words, but they were words inspired by God's Holy Spirit to encourage us and to give us peace in every situation. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. God bless all of you. The bulletin has a lot of important information. We'll have an opportunity to meet together for corporate prayer on Wednesday, and we can there also spend extended time
praying for the uh, church under persecution. Have a lovely day. God bless you.